0: Welcome to the Unlock Your Best Version Podcast. Here, we'll inspire each other as extraordinary women to stand stronger, be independent, wiser, smarter, and fun. You'll find tons of inspirations to gain your confidence by being the authentic you, living the life you desire, and getting all the love you deserve. I'm your host, Sylvia Silvers, and let's get started. Hi, Extraordinaries, um, today we have a um, very successful wife and mother entrepreneur who transformed her life from a workaholic, unhappy, unbalanced, unhealthy, to a um, very happy, successful um, entrepreneur who lives her life fully every day. So can't, um can't wait to hear um, her journey. We welcome Kerry Briner. Hi, Kerry.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: <laughs> yes, uh, I'm fine. Thank you so much for coming here, like to the Unlock Your Best Version podcast and inspire us. Um, so Excited let, you. <laughs> yeah, let's start with the first, like I really, I always started, like how did you manage it? How How did it all
1: start? Perfect. I love to talk about how it all started because that actually is a lot about how the the journey of transformation has has come along in my life. So, I actually started um, as an entrepreneur pretty young. I graduated from college at age 21. I started to work in corporate America and I realized I didn't really enjoy working in that environment very much. I didn't know why, but I just didn't feel very settled in a space where it seemed I didn't have a lot of opportunity to be myself, to grow myself in the way I wanted to. And it just didn't seem to fit who I was. And so um, at age 22, I decided to become an entrepreneur and start my real estate business. Um, It was quite a young age to do that. And a lot of people thought I was a bit um, strange for doing it, considering I just spent a lot of time and money going to a four-year college. And then I decided just to start my own business in an area which I had no experience. Um, I actually also coincidentally at that same time at age 22, um, had, uh, gotten married pretty young and, um, was, uh, just shortly after that pregnant with my first son, which, um, was a bit sooner probably in my life than I had imagined it would be, but it all happens for a reason. And so I was going through all of these, these things at the same time. And I decided that when I was going to be a mom. I didn't want to be working in corporate America, traveling back and forth an hour in a commute, working long hours and something I didn't enjoy. And then not even being able to spend time with my son. So there was this draw towards entrepreneurship for a couple of different reasons. So I jumped in and, um, and there were some struggles at the beginning in the real estate industry at 22 years of age with very little experience in home ownership, certainly brought me some challenges. I actually ended up, chopping my hair off very short, dying it dark. So I looked older because I looked so young and people weren't taking me seriously. So I did some pretty, um, I went through some pretty, uh, you know, big challenges and I made some pretty big moves because I was very dedicated and very serious about being an entrepreneur. I wanted to own my own business and create a life of what I thought was freedom of time and also freedom of money and to be the mom that I wanted to be. What's really interesting about that, Sylvia, is that um, I did that. I became very successful in the real estate business within about the first year and a half of being in the business. I was one of the top producers in my area. And wow. the very same thing that I wanted to get into that I believed would give me the freedom to have this work-life balance, so to speak, actually ended up being um, the exact opposite of that. And so when you read my bio and you started to talk about you know, the transformation I really did fall into a trap of working a tremendous amount um, and having a very, very difficult time finding balance for uh, being a mom, being a spouse, being healthy, uh, being fulfilled in myself as a human being and being a successful, uh, busy entrepreneur. And so for about 10 years of time, I didn't do that very well. And I worked too much. I wasn't very happy. I had a failing marriage. I felt bad about the mom I was being. I didn't feel good about that and I wasn't very healthy. I didn't take care of myself. And when I say I wasn't very healthy, I didn't have any ailments. I wasn't, you know, necessarily obese, but I didn't take care of myself physically or mentally. I didn't give much to myself. I didn't recharge. I didn't try to, you know, to 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 lead myself or love myself in any way. I was always the person that was put last and it was very unfulfilling. I was very unhappy. I didn't have good relationships, but I was making great money and I had a great career. But you know that doesn't um, that doesn't fill the void. Material things and money aren't going to replace the things inside that are missing. Um, and so I'll stop there. But that's kind of the, where the journey began. Um, how I ended up where I was, and and then we'll talk a little bit more about you know where I am today and that transformation. I will say that I'm very blessed, and I feel very blessed for what happened in those 10 years, not because of course I couldn't have done them differently, but because I went through that, it really did motivate me. And I had then the experience and the motivation to change into the person I am today. And I don't believe I could be in the relationships I'm in today. Um, in the health I'm in today, in the, the fulfillment and the, the inner joy I have today wouldn't exist had I not gone through that. So um, that's a, a notable thing, I think, because many of us will take things from our past and we'll feel bad about them or we'll feel guilty about them. And we won't actually use them to empower us to be better, to look at them as a blessing versus you know something that we feel bad about. And I think that's very important because a lot of people hear my story and they have something that they too could use to help them be better, but sometimes they can't let go of it. So it holds them back.
0: Definitely. So like, um, I have actually two questions. Like when you talk about Mm -hmm. your story, like why property, like who inspired you in the beginning? And then like, Mm -hmm. I want to know about your idea about the self-reflection and then self-love.
1: Yeah. So I don't even know that there was something specific about my industry or real estate or Mm -hmm. entrepreneurism. I don't even know that I could ever pinpoint it to an inspiration other than um, I just felt like I didn't want to, my destiny and my growth and my success, I didn't want it to be controlled by someone else. I just had this internal drive to make something my own and, and create opportunity for myself. My dad was definitely an entrepreneur his entire life. Um, And so I know I was around that and I didn't maybe notice it, but I'm sure it was very influential. He always found opportunities. He always um, helped people and he found opportunities within helping people. He thought outside of the box. He was super creative that way um, and took risks and real estate and other things. And I know that certainly was influential to me. I think there was something though inside of me, something from a behavioral perspective that definitely just felt very aligned with entrepreneurship. And I happened to just fall into real estate because I was researching opportunities for me as a 22-year-old with the experience or lack thereof and the education I had, like, what could I do? What might I enjoy? What might be good for my personality? And I just kind of stumbled upon it coincidentally, but I don't believe it was a coincidence because I don't believe in those. And I do believe it was for a reason. I feel very, very, very blessed to have been in this industry and to help people because this is a phenomenal industry and I've built a great life in it. Um, I do think it was a a great fit for me and it was meant to be, Um, but there was no necessary uh, inspiration. So the second question you asked about was about the self-love and self-care. I don't know that I knew that. I know, well, actually, I will say I did not know about that. I wasn't necessarily uh, taught that. I, I wasn't around people that said, you know, you need to love yourself first at all. In fact, I actually think the opposite I think I was around a lot of people who were super caring of other people, but didn't necessarily display to me that it's important to take care of yourself first so you can better take care of people. And so I never really thought of that. I never knew it. And so when I became um, a young mom and a young entrepreneur all at the same time, um, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so I put everything first and I thought that's what you were supposed to do. If you were going to be a good mom or a good spouse, you put those people first. If you were going to be, you know, a successful business person, business had to come first before yourself, that would, you get around to that later. And what I realized is the lack of that self-love and self-care and self-leadership actually leads to a lack of self-confidence, a lack of self-esteem, a lack of self-knowing and, um, and it doesn't allow you to be happy inside and fulfilled and when you're not you can't be the best person for those other people in your world business or personal and so that's what i discovered over essentially failing forward through that and not doing it for 10 years and realizing the things crumbling around me and why and then one day i had a a great opportunity to just dig in deep and self reflect and start realizing i need to start taking care of myself and it literally started with me deciding that every single day I was going to give myself the time to go and, um, and work out. I mean, honestly, it was that simple. That was my first domino. I got myself a personal trainer because I was uh, not in good shape. I didn't want to go to a gym. I didn't have great self-esteem. I wanted someone to hold me accountable because I wanted to really do it. And so I found somebody in my community and she got me on her calendar and I showed up at her home uh, in her basement every day And she helped me to transform my self-confidence and to show myself that I shouldn't feel guilty about taking time for myself because I did Um, and that it was really going to make a difference. I mean, you know, I always tell people when you move your body, it changes your mind when you are stressed out, when you don't feel good about yourself, if you've got anxiety, if you have you know, a big business, if you're trying to take care of everybody, you need to give yourself time to recharge, to re-energize. you got to get the mental clarity and the, the energy that comes from it. And you also always gain, gain this innate internal um, confidence and self-esteem when you, when you do something like that, that leaks into everything. So that was the first step for me. And then it led into other things, just getting to know myself, spending more time, getting a morning routine, not feeling bad about it, understanding that it was important, I was important, and that I needed to give myself permission to to love myself, care about myself. That whole conversation, though, can lead into a bunch of things. A lot of times people aren't willing to really have the conversations inside themselves and um, the transparent conversations they need to in order to really start to accept themselves, love themselves, get rid of any guilt or shame or failures they've had. There is a tremendous amount of things that as human beings, we hold in our mind that are not good for us. And we're unwilling to have those conversations with ourselves. And I think that everything, every success in life starts there.
0: Yes, I couldn't agree more. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. inspiring. Um, You mentioned about your father influenced you a lot. Like he always think out of the box. And I also like think it is very important for parents to be able to think and do something out of the box so they can create like better generations. Yeah. So, what is your experience? Like, you got inspired by your father, and then how did you, how do you do like inspire your kids to be yeah. able to think out of the box?
1: That's a very good question. So, when I mentioned to you the first 10 years of, of basically my kids' lives, for the yeah. most part, probably the first 10 to 12 years, my oldest was probably 12 or 13. And my youngest was uh, four years younger than that. When I kind of went through the start of my own transformation. I mean, I couldn't have loved my children anymore. I did everything for them. I spent a lot of time with them, but I didn't have a lot of present moments. I was thinking about work. I was, you know, emailing or texting somebody while I was talking to them or while I had them at the park, I was still multitasking. And what I missed was that it's so important to have present moments with people. You've got to be there with them and you have to be able to actually have have an opportunity to build that deep and meaningful relationship with with anybody. And I missed those moments because I didn't know how to, to handle the business and the life at the same time. I also had a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety over work and my, my marriage at that time wasn't good. And so there was all the things that we all go through, right? I wasn't help taking care of myself. I had probably low energy. I wasn't having good stress management. I wasn't sleeping well. Um, you know, there was all the things going on. So I certainly wasn't operating at the best that I could be for my kids whatsoever. Um, but they always knew I loved them. I was always there for them. I had the flexible schedule. So they were, you know, they weren't in long-term daycare all the time or any of those things. And the same token, I knew that I could be a better mom and I wanted to be. And one of the things that I think um, has been the biggest blessing out of my personal transformation is that they've been able to see that. Because if there's anything that I would like to teach my kids is, and anybody watching, is that you are not, um, your personality isn't set in stone. You can change who you are whenever you want to. You can become a new and better version of yourself anytime you choose You can change the way you feel about yourself. Your identity can change from a psychological perspective. You're not stuck. You know, we hear a lot of people say, well, I just am who I am. And it's actually not true. We change as human beings all the time, but we can either choose to change or we can kind of let our lives and our minds just change us. And we can kind of float around or we can be purposeful about it. And So some of the things in my life that I've been very proud of, and I I believe that the biggest thing you can do for your children is that you can show them through your actions. You know, if you're a parent, you know, you can tell your kids something all day long and they don't listen. But I I do believe that they see what you're doing, right? Sylvia, they watch you and they observe you. Like, just like my dad never really necessarily talked to me about his entrepreneurship, but I saw it around me all the time and I admired it and I picked up on it. And I do believe it is definitely in me today because of that. And so the biggest thing for me is to show my children that you never, never have to be stuck. You can change anything that you want to, and it's up to you. You have complete control over your destiny and it all starts in your mindset. And I do show them that I care and I love myself. I'm not perfect. Um, I never will be and I forgive myself. I give myself grace. I try my best. That's all I expect of other people. And at the end of the day, I set goals for myself because I want to be a better version of myself because I believe if I do that, I will impact people around me at a higher level. And so I'm doing a lot of things. I'm training for a marathon. I'm 44 years of age. I've never run a race before. So I'm showing them that I'm putting myself in uncomfortable positions. I'm trying new things. I don't know how it's going to go and I don't care. It's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm definitely in a, in a relationship with a man who is amazing, who is supportive. We have a very, very great, healthy relationship. I'm blessed to show our, we have four boys that are, it's a blended family. We each had two boys uh, into a blended family today and they're um, between the ages of 16 and 23. So they're. Uh, amazing young men, all of them. and we're showing them through example, how people can really um, choose their life, choose their way, support each other, um, you know, uh, love themselves and still have a good a great, great relationship. And I think it's all by example. But I think the biggest lesson I've been able to show my boys is i I, I had something I didn't like about myself and my situation, and I made the choice and I set my goals and I changed. And I think that's the most empowering thing that anybody can ever see or hear, because there's always moments in all of our lives where we're not happy with where we are or what we're doing or who we're being. And it's okay. We're human beings. That's what's going to happen. But the the excitement and the, the power lies in, we can change it. Like that's the beauty. And so um, that and the mindset shift that I've gone through, because I used to live a very high anxiety, stressed out life. And I'll tell you, the inner joy and the inner peace that I have been able to cultivate by starting with self-love and self-care, by setting goals in all areas of my life. So one thing that I did, Sylvia, that I would share with guests um, that are watching is there's something that's called the future self that I did. It's an exercise and I have it um, in my social media and all my bios. You can download it for free if you want to, and we can get you that information if anybody's interested but it's a very simple exercise and it changed everything for me because what i realized is i was only setting goals for business mm-hmm. i was only setting goals for my financials i wasn't setting goals in my life for anything else not for how i wanted to be as a parent or you know what i wanted my relationship with my spouse to look like or what i wanted my health and wellness to look like or my spirituality or any of the things, my family life, I didn't have goals or imagination. So what happens is if you only have a goal for one thing in your life, you only focus on that one thing naturally to hit those goals. And pretty soon you end up maybe a workaholic like me, or at least more over-consumed with something or over-identified with that work. And you forget, but wait, I'm a whole person and it's not just the one thing, it's all the things. And if I grow myself, I have more joy, I feel more fulfilled, and my business will always get better. If you grow yourself, I promise you, your business can only get better. And by the way, if you don't grow yourself, your business can't grow because it can't grow past the extent that you do as the owner. So this future self exercise allowed me to set these goals and then actually start to focus on them so I could holistically become the person and the version of myself that I wanted to. And it helped me to regain balance back and have priorities in all of these areas of my life. And that's truly what I believe helped me to become a better mom and to become a better spouse and to become healthier and to become more spiritually connected and find that inner joy and fulfillment along with helping me achieve my business goals, because those business goals haven't gone away. It's just how I'm doing it has changed and it's made me so much more happy. And so um, by showing my children that I set those goals and sharing that with them and then, then actually doing it, I think that's the biggest gift a parent could give is to show your children that you want to become better and that you're gonna set a goal and you're gonna go after it. Because after all, isn't that what we want our children to do? We want them to be happy, we want them to be fulfilled, and we want them to go after the best version of themselves. That's all we want for them and to let them live the best the best life. And, um, and so if you can do that in your own living, I do believe your children, they'll learn it. You don't have to tell them. They'll see it, they'll watch it, and it will inspire them to want to do it too. Yes, for the
0: extraordinarians who listen here, if I can catch uh, your language, then I can, I can see that you really live your life fully because you are calling your bonus voice as um, our voice, my voice. Like for the women who is like uh, having the second marriage and then have mm-hmm. the bonus kids, yeah. what is your advice for them to be able to do that? To be able to see the bonus kids as that's my kids also. Yeah. To yeah the that's, same-
1: yes. that's beautiful that you asked that question because I've never been asked that before. So thank you for that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think um, it makes me teary-eyed. I think that the, the reason I feel that way is because my husband has done that with my boys. And this is a commitment. When we married, we just knew we had beautiful children and we wanted to each be able to bring our strengths in parenthood or just who we are as a human being into this family to impact all four of them. Because we, my husband is amazing. I want him to influence my boys. He's an amazing man and they're young men who can look up to him. I also believe that our boys at the age that they are, you know, we can really still have a lot of influence, but we also don't have to push um, our parenthood on. There's a difference. I think it, it can be more challenging maybe when they're a little younger, but at the end of the day, I think if you look at this as this is my family and this these are amazing young people that i get to impact that i get to be part of their lives this is a blessing i'm i'm a firm believer that god puts things in my path for a reason and so he didn't put my husband in my path for no reason and he certainly didn't put his two boys in my path for a reason and the second that we decided to be a family together there just really wasn't a thought other than these are our boys and um you know and we wanted to facilitate that relationship with them how we could and also each other, the four of them together, because these are relationships that they can have for the rest of their lives. I think the biggest thing, Sylvia, is not to put an expectation on something because sometimes we come into a marriage or we come into this parenthood of this new new child and we want it to be what we think in our mind it should be like. We want this perfect relationship. We wanna be able to do these things. And I still sometimes, of course, feel that way, but I have to stop for a minute and remind myself that I should not bring any expectation because number one, I can't control the outcome. Only what I bring can I control. And sometimes as human beings, we create a lot of our own suffering by creating an expectation that's really kind of unrealistic. And then we are upset or we're frustrated or we're sad, and then it affects our relationship. So instead, if we can stop and just Let it unfold how it will without the expectations. The only expectation you should bring, I believe, is the one of yourself. How am I going to be in this relationship? How am I going to act? How am I here to contribute to this family? How can I impact this person? How can I do my best to build the relationship? The other person will do what they're going to do no matter what you want anyway, And it will create a lot less suffering when we don't feel frustrated or sad or upset. We act differently, don't we? So what I realized, if I brought an expectation to our relationship, they didn't reciprocate and it didn't turn out the way I wanted. And then I felt bad about it. I came to the relationship with a different energy. I came with a different emotion and that actually can hurt the relationship. And so instead, if I just accept what is and I embrace it and I'm excited about whatever it looks like in that moment, but I'm doing my part, the part I can control, I find, sorry, I find that I, um, my power goes off every once in a while, sorry. I find that I have the opportunity to be, to bring my best self and then there's no expectation that causes friction in the part, in the, in the parenthood or in that relationship. So. You know That's good for business too, by the way. If you have too much expectation for your business or a partnership or a client or any situation in your life, it will tend to cause you some suffering. And when you have the suffering, you don't respond the same way that you could, and you typically don't get the same result. And so that's been something in my mindset growth that I've really worked on that I know has impacted my personal relationships with my boys, with my husband, uh, with my business partners, with my clients, um, is really learning to come to life, just embracing what is and not bringing those expectations that might hinder it. And so I think that's a really good lesson for any blended family or any step-parent. First, you have to believe it and you have to come with all the love. But if you can remove that expectation, I think you'll find a lot more joy in it.
0: Yes. Um, Carrie, um, a lot of women out there, especially during this pandemic, they have this problem, like, you know, divorce rates is very, very high. and then. Okay, um, I actually encourage women, if you can, to transform your life, your relationship, divorce is not an answer, but if you are really in a really bad marriage Mm -hmm. and there's no way you can't change, right? Then you have to step out and get out from that marriage. And then Mm -hmm. you were there, you had this um, experience. Mm -hmm. What is your... your, um, motivation to the women that are probably in this kind of situation but they are afraid if they start a new relationship they will be trapped in the same guy the same relationship and then will end up again the divorce for their second marriage so because you mentioned your husband is a great man you are also a great great person so how come like a great man great great lady Mm -hmm. great woman can end up in divorce like fail in their marriage if you can yeah. go back what what will you do differently what did you yes. learn out
1: of your yes. divorce yeah thank you for that the first thing i learned is it was me that needed to change so mm-hmm. what i would say to people is um if you if you find yourself in a divorce which many people do mm-hmm. and i i chose that route because I actually very much respected my ex-husband and still do. And he is a great uh, father of our two boys. He and I just couldn't get in alignment. And we were very, very unhappy. And the issue is, is that when I'm unhappy, he's unhappy. And together we're unhappy. It affects our whole family. And it was very negatively affecting our children. And we knew that. And we just couldn't make it work. You know, We went through all the, the things. We did counseling and everything. And at the end of the day we really did grow apart as people. We got together very young after, I believe it was about 15 years of being together. It just, we couldn't get on the same page. And we tried for many years. And what we realized is we were creating a lot of stress and anxiety and a lot of tension in our children. And it was affecting them more than we even knew it was. And that was the point where we just decided it was time for us to to just make a change because neither of us deserved to be so miserable and unhappy, but our children certainly didn't need to be. And so we made that decision, whether, you know, some people would make that or not, but it was ours. And today we're much better friends than we ever could have been when we were married. And we do that because it's important for our children to see us still be friends. And we want to be for them because it's important for them to see their parents that still care about each other as people. We just couldn't, figure out how to have a happy marriage together. And so to us, that was important. I wasn't, um, I wasn't nervous to go into my second relationship. And the reason I wasn't is because I did the work on myself in between. So what I would tell you is people sometimes will get divorced and then they will go into a relationship, but they've not changed themselves or they haven't looked into what needs to be different inside. So what I realized is because I didn't care for myself, I didn't have good self-esteem or self-confidence. I didn't really love myself, I didn't give myself any time. And I just didn't have um I just didn't have this priority around my personal growth. I didn't even know who I was. I mean I got married so young I got into business so young but I really didn't know who I was And I didn't really even know what I wanted in my life. And that was probably part of the problem in the marriage, to be honest. And so I just knew I needed to figure that out first. Before I ever wanted to get into another relationship, I need to take care of number one, who is me. Because even if I found an amazing man, if I was still the same way, it's still probably not going to work out. And so um, I think the advice I would give, Is that just slow down for a little bit and just realize that, you know, there's going to be a part of you that was probably contributing to the issue in the marriage. It is for everybody. It's okay. We're just human beings. And what do you need to do to get to your place where you feel happy and okay, no matter what, because if you don't get to a place inside where you feel like you're good, you're okay. You're going to be okay. You have internal joy and, and happiness. I'm here to tell you that no relationship can give that to you. No person, no business, your children, nothing. Um, I tried that. It didn't work. So I trust me, it's, it's true. So what they need to do is they need to go find that first. And then you have the best version of yourself to give to someone else. And you aren't relying on them to make you happy. That is impossible. And it's, it will never work. And so when you're in a relationship, you have to think about this, either business or personal. You're coming to the relationship and people naturally come to a relationship thinking that that person's going to make them feel a way, or it's going to give them something that they're missing. And I do believe that in a relationship, friendship and support and encouragement, yes, of course, all those things your spouse can give you, but they can't have the responsibility of making you happy. You have to have that responsibility. You have to figure that out and then you can bring the best version of yourself. And then I think relationships can actually work. Um, So that would be what I learned. Why I probably struggled in the first marriage was um, much of that. And then I worked on that before I got into, you know, the second marriage for sure.
0: How do you work on this, um, the boys Mm -hmm. to heal and to forgive this kind of uh, experience in their life, which is like, you know, Losing their parents, basically in the in the marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So they will not do the same mistake, which is like end up, <clears throat> sorry, divorce. So mm-hmm. how how do you um, teach them to forgive and to be able to see things from the different perspective, so that they they are not afraid to be you know step into the mar- healthy marriage.
1: That's a really good question. I'm still working on that. So <laughs> if anybody has advice for me, I always love that. <laughs> um, I, I would say um, as a parent, I have come forth to share with them and to be very honest that I'm not perfect. I have been very apologetic for my failing forward. Um, I wish parenthood and marriage came with um, you know a guide of how to be successful, but it doesn't. And, um, so the only thing I can do is be very authentic with my children and be very open and honest and ask for their forgiveness and let them know, I understand it was very hard for them. Um, I know it was, it was a hard decision for us. I believe it was hard for them to live in that marriage with us in the tension. I also believe it was hard to go through the divorce with us. Um, the communication that both, um, both of us had with them during that and that we were able to stay in friendship i think made a big difference and so i would encourage um i would encourage that even if you don't have a good relationship with your spouse to just make the effort to um to have some sort of conversation, communication, and some sort of friendship for your children's sake. Because I do believe it's important for your children to see their parents still care for each other in some capacity, or at least still have some level of friendship. I think it's very detrimental and it's very heartbreaking for children to see the two people, the parents they love so much, not be able to have any communication. I think that's very hard. So we worked really hard just to make sure we didn't do that and make it worse. Um, I don't think that that makes it necessarily easier uh, necessarily, but I do think long term it has helped a lot. Um, We still communicate. They know we do. When my son graduated, we had the party together, you know, um, at my house and everybody contributed and it was all the family was together. Those are the things that are really important because we're putting our children first. It's not about us. It's about them. And we want to make sure that those moments are not spoiled because we can't, you know, we can't, we can't communicate and we can't collaborate. So that's one thing. And I think it's been an ongoing discussion. I'm willing to tell my, my kids, this is the mistake I made. Um, I wish I would have known better, but I didn't. And so hopefully they hear me and they can use that as a lesson for themselves. I also believe that if you do go through a divorce and you do change yourself and you are honest about it and you do have the blessing to find somebody else that you want to share your life with, that you can be very open and honest with your children, the work that you went through to get where you are and like how it's different now, because for me, showing my children the relationship that I have with their stepdad now is a new lesson that they get to learn and a new um, experience they get to watch and see that teaches them that it is possible. And um, so we're just doing everything we can for all four of our boys to show to show them here's the thing. Again, this is the example of you aren't going to be perfect, we aren't perfect. divorces happen, failures of business happen. People make mistakes, but it does not mean that you can't still restart and have a better life. You can, if you make the choice and you do the work. And so I think that's always the blessing because I want my children to not be afraid to go get married. I want them to not be afraid to start a business or do anything that they want to do. But I also want them to know it's okay if they fail because they can get back up and they can still have a great life or a great relationship because we're, we're showing them that. And so, again, I think it's about living by example as much as you possibly can.
0: Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's so lovely. So, um, what is the... I, I read in uh, your bio, also, you're talking about the true joy because you're living your life like fully. I want to know your idea about what is the true joy?
1: Yeah, so... <sighs> It's funny because I didn't know I didn't have the joy before, but I, I obviously did not. So um, now that I feel like I really have been able to fill myself, it it feels very different. So it's you know like it's a hard word to explain, but how I like to explain it is, um, it's because I believe on a human being on Earth. we're spiritual beings, whatever you believe in, in terms of your spirituality, we are a spiritual being here on this earth, which is a physical experience, right? This is a time that we get to have here on earth. This is our journey here, but I believe there's something much greater um, than just this time on earth. I also though believe that my purpose on this earth, there is a purpose. There's a reason I was born. There's a reason I'm here. There's a reason I have had all the experiences I've had. There's a reason I have the talents that I have. And the moment I'm in today is not by accident. Um, it's all for a reason. And so when I was not joyful and not fulfilled, it was because I didn't have a sense of something bigger. I didn't have a sense of a purpose. I was so focused on just the material aspects of this world, um, building business, making money, having a big house, having a nice car, having the shoes and the purses, I was that person because I just didn't know any better. It's just, where, it's just where I went. And I wasn't very connected to something greater. I wasn't living in a purpose. I was just almost like just going through the motions. Because of that, I didn't have a lot of meaningful relationships. I didn't have a lot of connections, human connections, or even spiritual connections. I wasn't very present in the moment of anything. I honestly didn't enjoy the moments very much at all. Um, and so when I fast forward to today, after I realized that was happening and I realized I needed to take more control of my life, I started to figure out how to embrace the moments, get more present, have more meaningful conversations, impact the moments that are in front of me in a different way, bring the best version of myself, which meant I needed to grow myself. And so when I started to invest time in myself, I started to take care of myself. I started to work on my mindset. I started to gratitude journal. I started to go back into my my practice of prayer and the church and get more involved in just my more spiritual self. When I stopped listening to my mind and all of those negative thoughts and all of the worries and the stresses, and I started to control my mindset better and feed it with more positivity, all of those things, and then, of course, my health eating healthier, what you put into you does make you feel different. You know, moving my body, setting some goals for myself and feeling good about being able to go forth and achieve them. That makes me feel happy. All of those little things add up to something inside that makes me know I'm living out a purpose. I'm growing myself. I'm living into the full potential that I was born to be. I'm working and moving in the right direction. I'm impacting people. I'm I'm here for the relationships that, you know, are, were put in front of me. And honestly, the reason why I feel like it's come to that is because it's more holistic. It's more well-rounded. I'm not focused on just one thing. I'm growing myself in all the ways I'm impacting people in lots of different ways. I'm connected to people in many different things. And I think that it all started with that first self-recognition of my, of me and then growing into those other areas of my life. And so to me, that's the true joy. When I say to people, If you have a business, if you have a relationship, if you, um, if as a parent, if you feel like your joy is attached to those things, that's the problem because those things can never actually make you feel fully joyful inside. The only person that can is you. So I just had to work on that. And that all of those things helped me. Then when I had that, I was able to go into the relationship without less, with less stress. I wasn't worried about what if this person leaves me or, you know, when I go into work and I wouldn't be stressed out about the next appointment, or am I going to make enough money? Because I just knew it'd be okay. If it didn't work out, I was still okay inside. I was, I'd make it work. It would be fine. You know, with my children, if they don't do exactly what I think they should do in life, if they don't. You know, I have some parents that stress out so much because they think their kids should go to college or do this in their career. And if they don't do those things, they feel so upset because they think they failed them. And here's the thing, that they're they're gonna do what's right for them in life. And they're what they do shouldn't bring you happiness. You should just be happy, they're happy. But at the end of the day, you have to be happy with yourself and and then you will be happy with what is. There's a book that I love if people are listening to this and this resonates with them there's a couple of books but one of them I really love is the work of Byron Katie and she's an author the book is called Loving What Is and it talks all about just accepting and learning to really just find joy in what is not trying to change people change things force things too often we do that and we make ourselves so miserable and we don't enjoy what's actually in front of us. And I believe if we get to the place where we do enjoy that, all of these things around us, our business, our relationships, everything, it gets easier and it gets more successful because we're not creating resistance. We're not we're not opposing what's happening. Do you ever find yourself upset because something isn't happening the way you want it to, but that but that is what's happening. It's the reality. And so now you're just trying to oppose reality and create all of this resistance and suffering and stress for no reason because it's not gonna change anyway, right? And so for me, it's been a lot of settling of my mind and really getting more in touch with my spiritual side um, and getting more present. And that has changed everything because here's what I'll tell you about your mind. It is a very, very strong muscle. And it will, it will control everything for you if you let it. But the good news is you can retrain your thoughts and you can add more positivity into your mind. It's a practice. Um, it, a great place to start is with gratitude because if you're in a state of gratitude, you cannot be in a state of negativity at the same time. It's actually not possible. There's little things people can do if they're finding that they're really struggling in their mind, which I think a lot of people do. I know a lot of moms, who are entrepreneurs or who are busy career women, and they're always feeling guilty. Their mind is telling them, You should be at home with your kids, but they know they have to be working. Then they're home with their kids, and then their mind's telling them, You should be working. You're missing opportunities. You're losing money. And then, you know, then they're like, Then my spouse is mad because I have no time for him. And then I'm not taking care of myself, and I'm just too tired for everything because I'm so worn down. And it's just this constant battle. But what I'll tell you is, That is not reality. It's actually your mind telling you that. You're listening to your mind because you believe your thoughts and you think they're real. Your thoughts are not real. They're simply things. And so one thing I suggest is people to, instead of absorbing their thoughts, instead of believing their thoughts, they should uh, question their thoughts. They should write them down, observe them, poke holes in them, realize they're not true, and then actually start making decisions that they want to make to change their life. But if you don't realize that your thoughts aren't real, you'll listen to them and they will guide you in a whole bunch of directions that you don't want to go in because you believe them. And so I do do firmly believe, Sylvia, that all of this starts with really getting into the the ability to to change your mind. Um, Because when you change your mindset, you can change almost anything um, in your life. And and to me, that helps in, in entrepreneurship, it helps in motherhood, it helps in relationships. And there's a lot of great resources. But that's what we do with a lot of the entrepreneurs that we coach is helping them to not only build bigger businesses, because we know how to do that too, but help them do it in a good way that's positive for their life and that is positive for their relationships how can they integrate life and work? How can they have a good business and live a fulfilled life? And it can happen. It just has to be very purposeful because if it's not, then you end up like me and you don't know any better and you start losing your way. And then you're in this you know situation that you, you don't want to be and you don't know how to get out of it.
0: I, I love it. Um, so if people hear all the extraordinary women listen to you and then they resonate with your message and then they want to work with you, how can they find you?
1: Perfect. I do offer free phone calls or free Zoom calls, so do not hesitate. I will not charge you when I talk to you the first time, so don't worry. Um, I really do love to just share some information and meet people, and we do that um, without cost. So you can reach out to us. Um, the easiest ways to get a hold of us are on and me is on social media probably, um, and in my bio is my link to my, uh, my calendar. So you can just schedule a free call with me right there. So you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. Instagram. Um, you're going to find me at what you see on the screen here. If this is a video, you're watching me. Uh, it's Carrie Heibel dash Briner. Um, that's my hyphenated name. So, uh, if you find me on Facebook, just type that in. You can find me at Carrie Heibel on Instagram. If you guys are on clubhouse, find me there. I don't know if any of you, um, are in that new app, if you're an iPhone user, but I do a lot of great moderating and some really awesome entrepreneur, um, events there. So just go ahead and look me up at Carrie Briner there. Um, but you can also email me if that's the easiest. And our website is a great resource. It's very easy. Our website is businessandlifecoaching.com. All one word, I like it sounds very simple. And my email is the exact same. It's Carrie, which is spelled C-A-R-I at businessandlifecoaching.com. So any way you can reach out to me and if you'd like a free call, we'd love it. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a working mom, we do both business and life coaching separate, but we also do a holistic business and life coaching together and that's what most people like to do but we have small groups we have one-on-one we try to make it very affordable for people but we'll always offer a free call just to see uh, what you think so i would look forward to talking to anybody that resonates with my message and if they think we could help them
0: wow awesome so um yes um
1: thank you so much kerry for
0: taking your time and be with us today and give so much value So Thank
1: you for asking. Yes, keep in touch with me. Thank you for all you do. Thanks for the opportunity and best of luck to you, Sylvia. Yes, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Unlock Your Best Version podcast. Have a wonderful day and whatever happens, remember to smile because everything happens for us for the great reason. Connect with me through my Facebook page, Sylvia Astuti And if you love to read, you can check my blog sylvia-asutikunawan.medium.com and surround yourself with positive people and share the love and only love. Bye-bye.